Welcome to the Nebraska Hour. I'm Tim Nebraska. Yes, you are. As usual, McGee's here with us. Yes, he is. Uh, so, what do you think last night? Warriors and Mavericks. Warriors made it. Warriors made it to the east. I mean, to the west, to the finals. Um, I wonder. Well, we also. I wonder if this is. There's two things. I have two thoughts. One, the Warriors look really good. They're going to be hard to beat by either team in the left and the east. But two, this could very well could be like the last time Luca misses the finals for the next four or five years. <laughs> Um, so I, uh, I thought of this the other day also. I told my buddy that I wanted to put a bet in for Luca to win the MVP next year as soon as the odds are up. Like as soon as and possible. I would like to bet that he's going to be the MVP of the finals next year. <laughs> right, um, now. Yeah. right now. Right now. Give me I mean, Dallas, Dallas needs some help, some help, though, still. I mean, they I'm need to. We'll get there, buddy. We gotta, we'll get there. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, they need all the help. So. We got to p- fix the Pacers first. All right? And then we got a whole bunch of other teams before we get to the Mavericks. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, um, I mean, it's incredible that he's led uh, a bunch of second-round guys and undrafted guys to the Washington Conference Finals this year. Uh, I mean, other than Brunson, there's not a lot of help there for him. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie had a pretty good game, I guess. Dinwiddie's pretty good. They got a couple players that will be part of a good roster moving forward, but the roster is definitely not complete, right? Like there, and I mean, it's it's Cuban, dude. Of course they're gonna go get. We're not we're not talking about the Mavs today, but of course they're gonna go get like Gobert, or they're gonna go get somebody. somebody. You yeah, know? the the Kristaps Porzingis experiment didn't work. But I don't think that they're done experimenting. Oh, I don't think so either. I think that the Mavericks um, are, you know, with another score or another, just another guy to help out. So Luka doesn't have to do so much stuff by himself, you know. Gobert could it's work. It's so hard for him. Gobert could work, you know. They, they're not scared. The Mavs have never been scared of international stars. You know, maybe they kind of take pride in that. You know, they, they really do. They lean into that international star thing quite a bit. Um, they're one of the one of the teams. Them and the Spurs have really been um, yeah. a staple of the international just, player. You know, Texas twenty five years. Texas is this bastion of inclusivity and diversity and uh, cosmopolitanness. <laughs> global, global, a global view of the world of life. You know, that's that's everything I connect to the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you kept the straight face for so long on that. That's so hard. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's good. Oh my that's God, good. I really just tested um, my acting chops there. <laughs> I was like, where's he going with this? I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. It took me a second there. Um, it's pretty early in the morning for me still. Uh, <laughs> you, on that note, real quick, do you do you per, do you prefer doing these early morning podcasts, recording in the morning over recording in the evening? I really do, man. It's nice to do like a. It's really nice. It's nice and calm, and um, it's quiet in my room, and there's not a lot of traffic and stuff. There's no airline traffic, so like there's no pickup on the on the backside at all. Um, it's nice to jam out something quick, and then I I look over the stuff at nighttime before before uh, I go to bed. Okay, and then I kind of have a night to sleep on it and think about things, and um, it's kind of interesting that way, you know. But I do, I really do like the morning thing a lot better. Well, while we're on, while we're behind the curtain, uh, um, I feel like with 
with us fixing all the teams and especially with uh, less basketball being played as we go forward, um, we might want to do, we might want to fix two teams a week. So you might have a little more homework to do because I'm, oh, that's I'm worried. Easy, yeah. I just don't want all the home. I don't want all the, the moves to be made before we get through all the teams and we don't have anything to talk about at the end. You know, the last couple. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we can still say, well, these guys are wrong, you know? That's true. Um, That's true. Um, but yeah, they no, should have just hired us. That either. Yeah. I don't mind that either. Um, we could do two in one episode. I'm not saying we should do two two episodes in a week. I'm just saying we could do two two teams in one episode. That's why I say. I mean, it takes about 20 minutes for us to fix a team usually. It's not very long, so we do two. <laughs> and two I can't believe how much those guys get paid. And we do it in 20 minutes, man. I know, yeah, man. I mean, I'd be, I could just fix a team, and be hanging out. Yeah, it really, I think, a lot of a lot of our job if we, when when we get hired. I think, yeah, be, uh, we're gonna need really good assistant to handle like a communications liaison you and paperwork I mean? and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and we're gonna because I imagine it just takes forever to get like you got to get the general manager of the other team on the phone. Then you got to get, they got to talk to their owner. Then you got to talk to the agent of the teams of all the players you're trading. And then they got to talk to the players in some instances. Like I imagine it's a lot of bullshit, like phone calls, calling back, calling back, you know, you, you know, be- and there, there's, you know, you got to get the guys you got phys- physicals and appointments set up and all right. some of that stuff. Making the ass too. There's a lot of um, logistics, a lot of logistics. Well, the actual like paperwork, the actual, like, what are we going to do? I mean, 20 minutes, we're done. <laughs> yeah, the strategy meetings are going to be beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, smooth, smooth. Yeah, we're at lunch. We're going to do it over lunch and with drinks. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's just going to be a really smooth day. Yeah. Um, okay. The first, we first day. First day of the job. Like, well, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Hey, everybody. All right. So let's. Uh, we're going to lunch here. A couple lobster rolls. Listen, a couple drinks. We don't golf. We don't golf, but we make deals at nineteenth hole anyway. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, the 19th hole is my favorite spot, of course. I, don't, right. I mean, swinging clubs is my thing. <laughs> Neck surgery and all that stuff, you know? All right, so we uh, know the Warriors are in. And then, do you, think the, do you think the Heat have any chance to come back now that they're down 32? So, so, you know, man, nothing shows me that the Heat can win tonight. Which means you're betting I think them. you're going to win tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have some series bets on them at plus numbers, so I hope um, I hope you're right. I would like that to happen. So I've been betting the Celtics and talking about the Celtics for most of our last three or four weeks, right? Um, that and fading the Bucks. Uh, I think the Celtics still win the series. Um, th- for some reason, there's no reason why why Miami should win tonight at all. And I, I, that's why I think you're going to win tonight for some yeah, reason. Of course. It's just it's been weird. Such a weird. It's been such a weird series. Um, so I, had a, I didn't bet on Moneyline. But uh, also, nobody, no team this series that's like plus four or plus six or whatever, even plus two, has won, has covered, and not won the game outright. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's literally every, almost every game in the entire playoffs, and not just this series, has been yes, a double-digit yes, double win. So, like, if you're absolutely right. If you're Like, why even take any points? If you like the underdog, bet them on the money line because that's what's so, happening. So I'm taking the plus eight and a half anyway, but just for a safety reason because I think Boston's a better team, and they, they, Boston should win the series. Um, I don't – there's nothing, nothing that tells me Miami can win tonight. I have no reason for my why I'm making bet. Not any it. justification. I just can't do it. Well, eight and a half is also a lot of points. 
Yeah, I mean, but not for I mean, in normal normal circumstances, eight and a half is a lot of points in an NBA game, especially in the playoffs. Except not this playoffs, you know. You know, like I took the I took Miami plus six and a half or whatever it was last game, or uh, maybe it's four and a half. I forget now. No, it was six. Uh, I end game though, right? So uh, and then I was like, man, I look good right now. I look good right now. And then suddenly it was twenty, and I was like, shit, man, how did that even happen? That third quarter was crazy, dude. And like Boston's defense is just, just really incredible. Um, they don't have to have one guy on ball defense as really, really good, even though they have smart and they have some good defenders, because they switch everything all the time. They switch everything. There's nobody that can't guard somebody. You know, like even Robert Williams, six ten, he can guard a wing defender for a little bit. Well, he can guard a wing defender really well as long as he doesn't have to do it all game. Yeah, as long as it's not like. For a long time, that that possession, even you know, like he's awesome with that, and they they're set up to win. Um, now, for some reason, I think they're going to lose the game tonight because this series is bananas. But but we'll find out, I guess. It really if, has if, been so if, if Miami wins tonight, then Game Seven in Miami is going to be bananas. Also, but the crowd gets crazy. Yeah, and and my uh, plan was to bounce. My plan's to roll out on Sunday. Unless there's a <laughs> game seven, and then I'm staying till Monday. See, um, I think you'll be staying till Monday, man. I hope so. I'd like to. I, I hope Boston wins game seven in Miami, but that's a hard ask, you know. Then it's a whole new series because oh, if it's a game seven in Miami, then I all of a sudden I like Miami again. <laughs> see, see, like I kind of do too. I'm like, but I don't think they win two games in a row like that. But I, I would take Boston in game seven. Listen, as like this, as like anti, as like down on the heat as everybody in Miami is after the last two losses, um, if there's a game seven, they're all going to like that, like snap of the fingers. They are all going to turn around. I don't know if I should have snapped on the mic. That might have been weird. Whatever. I don't, I'm sorry <laughs> if I hurt anybody's ears. Um, the point is, like, like that they are going to be just as rabid and supportive and like we got this you know kind of attitude like it's going to be crazy so if somehow the heat can force a game seven i expect it to be um i expect that to be a a madhouse the ftx arena is going to go batshit and i want to be in there so i'm literally uh like i'll just postpone my departure for the summer yeah, that's so wild. Uh, that's yeah, it's gonna be crazy, man. If, if they win the night, it's gonna be really crazy. Um, yeah. So I have, wow, I have, um, I have time on the line. Like I have a day. I have a day, <laughs> day on the line. Either I leave Sunday or I leave Monday. We'll see. So you know, midnight tonight, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um. All right, though. So today we're fixing the Pacers. Yeah. Let's take a real quick break and then um, let's do that. Okay. All right. Hi, guys. This is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour. And if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-522-4700 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. We're back. Hope you didn't miss us too much. Um, and to Nebraska, it is time for us to fix the Pacers. All right, so the Pacers roster here, pretty they interesting actually. They were they like they weren't as bad as they should have. Been. Uh, sorry, they were worse than they should have been last year. 
Well, they had a lot of injury problems. They did. And, and they had a big change in their roster midseason. But I just feel like before that change and after that change, they had a pretty good roster. <laughs> their roster is pretty good, actually. I, I mean, I kind of like their squad a little bit. They're losing um, – Ricky Rubio's coming off the books. So they're saving 17 or $18 million there. TJ Warren is coming off the books. Maybe you try to re-sign him, but you don't want to pay him more than like eight or nine million a year, I think. I mean that like 10, 12 ish areas, I would still give him I'd give him okay. about the same deal. Sure. Um, so if you can get TJ Warren at a similar number, maybe you re-sign him. Other than that, everybody's called oh, like Lance Stevenson, but that was like, you know, I mean that was just a for fun thing. Because they needed, they needed I, mean, body I, I love Lance. Right. I mean, he, then, he's re- I like Lance Stevenson. They also had four guys on other teams <laughs> that they were paying this year, including Tristan Thompson and Monta Ellis. And Brad. Well, Monta Ellis retired. Yeah, yeah. Two point, he made 2.25. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw that. I was surprised. Monta Ellis has been gone out of the league for a long, long time. Tristan oh. Thompson is, was like a pacer for a very short amount of time, I feel like. So I think that somehow a trade happened where he ended up getting where they ended up covering money for somebody. Must be, man, because they're covering a lot he of never, Yeah, something weird. That. I, don't, I don't really know that whole story, actually. I remember he got a huge contract, and he does. He has been traded enough that they have to. They must have worked something out, or else how, who's going to pallet that contract? He had like a max deal. Justin Dublin probably getting paid by like six teams right now. <laughs> Every split bit. You know, like probably. I mean, the Lakers, the Cavs, the the Pacers finally got him off the books. Um, I mean, the Nets. Uh, I mean, he's been around, man. That was the deal that that put Clutch on the map. Like, hey, we are gonna fuck shit up over here. <laughs> like, we're <Yeah>, right here. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's great, dude. If we can't get a job from one of these teams. That's that's our next move is just hooking up with some agent and just being shady on behalf of their clients. You know what I mean? Like that'd be fun. It sounds like a good time. Yeah, I'd be a great agent. I'd be I'd be kind of a dickhead sometimes, but also I'd be like, come on, man! Like you're getting 124 million dollars over the next three years. Like I think you're probably all right, buddy. Like we don't got to be real assholes about this. Let's win some games. We've done the research. We've both seen every episode of Arliss. Yeah, oh yeah. I love that show. I and love Jerry, that show. Yeah, it's a good one. And Jerry Maguire. We're good. We're and ready. the the one with the rock on it too. I've seen I've seen quite a few of those. Ballers. I've seen ballers. Yeah. I just recently binge watched it. I just recently binge watched it. Uh, Wait, is still still like a classic. Ballers gets dark sometimes. Um all right, let's get back to the Pacers. So we talked about who's gone, right? Well, Ricky Rubio, TJ Warren, Lance Stevenson. Uh, but let's talk about who's still there, all right? You, you, are, you are financially invested in Buddy Heald heavy, Malcolm Brogdon heavy, and oh, Miles Turner has a lot of money coming, but it's his last year. He might be a trade bait. Um, I really like Miles Turner, but... If you're going to make a big move, I mean, he's your guy to trade. He hasn't he's been healthy the, the last three years. And I imagine he's the guy that a lot of other teams would covet. I mean, he's he's a he's a big like, shoot. He he's like a like a eighty one like if eighty is eighty one point then then uh, he's like eighty point five six. Gotcha. You know, like he's kind of like eighty, but not. Yeah. I think that he's the and he's the kind of guy that hasn't really lived up to the hype, 
but has lived up to it enough that other teams will be like, oh, let us get our hands on him. Like, we'll get more out of him than they did, kind of an attitude. He seems the kind of guy that should probably, that should be in, like, you know, like, uh, dude, uh, Miles Turner on the Grizzlies would be great. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah. Hey, man, he might be a perfect guy for, a, and there's like a, a, a type of player that can handle it, but he might be a Pat Riley kind of guy. You know, he actually, I, I kind of like that too. Could be I, that, that's, kinda, that's kind of the kind of guy he is. He kind of reminded me of a little bit of a, of a Zach Randolph attitude. Love it. Um, maybe a little bit of Rasheed Wallace kind of that um, kind of attitude in there. You know, like he's got a little bit of fire and maybe a little bit of a wild card here and there. You're dropping all um, my favorite names. He's got a touch of Boogie Cousins to him. He's got a young Boogie. Young Boogie. That's yeah, no, yeah, young Boogie. I like that. That's actually a great nickname. If there's a, any any up-and-coming DJs out there, there's your new name. Dude, you're welcome. DJ Young Boogie. That's a gift. That's a gift from Uncle Greg right there. Oh, Uncle McGee, gotcha. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, they also have TJ McConnell, Jalen Smith, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who they're going to have to extend – either this offseason or next offseason. Um, and I would imagine they'd want to. He seems like the kind of guy you could build around. Uh, they also have Quiz Duarte, Cheap, and um, – what the hell? Brazzi. Yeah, you love that, dude. He's in his, I do love that, dude. He's going to have to either get extended or traded or something. He's going into his last year. Um, and also, Shea Brissett is in the same boat, but he doesn't get paid much. Uh, Isaiah Jackson is also on the roster. Well, that's about it. Isaiah Jackson's a rookie from Kentucky. I mean, yeah. obviously he's he's gonna be around for a while. Halliburton, I, I mean, they they what a great deal for Halliburton. Yeah, the trade for them to get to you know, heal that Halliburton was a, was a monster deal, especially with Halliburton having two more uh, uh, player option years from his rookie deal. It's, it's still his rookie contract. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I saw Halliburton play when uh, when he was. Uh, at Iowa State one time against against um, against Kansas. Yeah. Um, what a great game to watch also. I was just driving through Kansas, happened to stop in Lawrence, grab the ticket quick, which is rare in Kansas. You can't just grab tickets quick. Yeah. Um, man, he's good, dude. He, Halburn's going to be a really good player. I really like Jalen Smith. I like Duarte. Yeah. Uh, I like Isaiah Jackson. They're, they're, their whole team is really young. Um, I would re-sign Lance Stevenson just because I like the guy. And he's no, no, past no, no. Him. They just brought him in because of the whole, you know, they needed bodies. I know. Okay. I just want to keep him for – if I can get him for, for a mil, you know, league minimum, whatever, I, I'm keeping Lance just because I like him. I think I guess the league minimum was 1.56 because that's what he's on. That's what he got. Or that's what uh, uh, certain guys are getting next year. No, nice. Well, I mean, if I get him around that, I, I, would, I would keep him just because I like the guy. But um, um, for as far as trade things, man, they, they don't they, they don't Miles, have to do a lot. They have a really solid roster, actually. Right, but you might as well take Miles Turner and go and Goga, and package them together and trade them for a player and a first rounder or something like that. Like you know, get some assets, get somebody under contract if these guys are expiring at the end of next year anyway. I mean, I'm going to talk to them about about resigning first. Um, Especially but if, Miles, but you can't Miles Turner, if I can't get a reasonable deal, then I'm going to try to make a deal. The problem is um, you don't want to tie up the assets you need to re-sign Halliburton. 
and yeah, that's so, a more important deal. That's that's going to be a max deal, I think. Maybe not a super max, right? But a max deal. Well, they won't even be able to get a super max yet because he's on the rookie contract. So well, and he's been traded. So so after yeah, so after the first after the next deal, then he'll be able to get the super max. Right. But um, this would be a max deal. But uh, I mean, you could go and you know, you you could make a deal. So the team we're fixing next week. Well, I want to make a deal with them. And I want to trade Miles Turner and Gogo Badatsi to get uh, Nurkic from, from the Blazers. That is something that could work for everybody. And, yeah, Dame has another has, – has his version uh, – has a new version of LaMarcus Aldridge to, t- to pair with, which he right. didn't when, – when he had LaMarcus Aldridge there, he was very young. He wasn't quite Dame time yet, you know? Ooh. Um. And then you you have a you have a you have a chance there to maybe uh maybe you can get um uh another trade. I mean that's a pretty fair deal. My Turner and Google. I like that, dude. I like that a lot. I think everyone. And wins. then and and then maybe the Blazers give them a second round pick something like that back. And the Blazers have deal. the Blazers have have money right now, so they can they can, money, yeah. they can re-sign Miles Turner. And it won't really fuck them up going forward. Whereas the Pacers re-signing Miles Turner could mess up them calling Halliburton because that's a, like if you can have healed Brogdon Halliburton as your as your trio, and then and then have Nurkic as your anchor, like that's a hell of a roster for the Pacers. And I mean Jalen Smith is gonna be a really good too. Well, I mean, he's young. What, what pick do they have in this year's draft? Yeah, the number five pick this year. No, no, six pick. I believe. Six pick. Well, that's pretty good, man. I mean, there's, it's too bad because there's like three, you know, it's top heavy. There's three guys. They're kind of out of that. But when you're in that five or six spot, you get to make a list of four names and whoever drops to you, you take. You know? I mean, uh, I mean, I would make, I would say probably Keegan Murray from Iowa is going to be there around six. And he's, you don't really need that that position player. So maybe you can make a deal and trade down because your roster is pretty full. I mean, for as far as starters go, you're really That's young. A good you point. can trade that pick and get future picks, or you can try, or you can trade down and try to get a, a backup big man. Because if you just got Nurkic, you're gonna need somebody else to play behind him. It's it never hurts to get length and rebounds out of the draft. So maybe you get you uh, Euro, maybe like you can trade down. Yeah, that's true too. Maybe you can trade down though and get Mark Williams from North Carolina. That guy, he's big, man. He can board, and that's what you need. Where's the Serbian guy um, that plays like – that sounds like Jokic? Uh, where is he slotted to go in the draft? Um, He's slotted to be around the pick the Nuggets have, actually, around that 26 pick. Oh, well, maybe you trade – you know, maybe you use the six pick and you call somebody with the 22 pick, you know, and be like, hey, send me that and, a, and another pick in the future or something, and then you, you beat the Nuggets to him. I, I think one of the other moves is you could always try to take that the center from from Memphis that like didn't play, Jalen Duran. Yeah. Um, he's going pro, and and like he's gonna be a middle round pick. Maybe you can trade down to like the eleven or twelve, and you can get a little bonus back, and you can take him. And you're gonna be taking him a little early at twelve even, but you'll get a little bit of value back that way. And like he's gonna be cheap, and his potential is high. Now yeah. is he gonna be who people think he are? I don't know. I don't know either. The the other, other one, you know, real crazy 
and you could trade down to like the 20 pick or so, and you could draft Bryce McGallans, the guard from Nebraska. Huh. I mean, he's really good. He's, I mean, he fits all your spots. He's kind of like a – he reminds me a lot of a Hal Burton kind of player. Yeah. They, uh, you don't want him – well, I guess it's, they could probably play at the same time. He's 6'5", oh. so you could have you could have Buddy Heald, McGowan's, and Hal Burton as a 1-2-3. And, and when Brock, if Brogdon's healthy ever, I guess, then he would take the point guard. But you could, you could play McGowan's on the bench. You could play Brogdon, Heald, uh, Hal Burton – um, and then on the bench, you could bring up, you could bring McGowan's off the bench. Uh, as your first guy off. Yeah. Wow. Uh, there's, there's a lot of options here, actually. I mean, I for the of, draft pick, but you, you, you have a really good combine, roster, though, actually. You, it seems like every name we bring up is a big man. And that's because they got swing players and they got a guard. Like they got, so they got a pretty legit roster already. And that's what they need. We could kind of combine all these things and make one big move. And here's my idea. It just dawned on me. Take the six pick, and and the miles and the miles uh, and miles um, uh, uh, Turner, and you call Utah, and you have them do the sign and trade, and you add Gobert to this roster, and okay. then you're in a position. That was a big one. Then you're in a position where um, all your needs are full immediately. And next year, if everybody stays healthy, there's no reason you're not the five seed in the East. So you think that Gobert is that much more viable than Nurkic, though? I think so. I think he's similarly valuable. And uh, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's a better defender. Maybe maybe a slight step down on offense, but we don't really know because Donovan Mitchell wouldn't pass him the ball. It's, that's true. Yeah, point there. He could be an offensive juggernaut. <laughs> See, I, I think that the Nurkic, I think that Gobert is a better rim defender, right? right. Better and blocking shots, better changing shots. I think that Nurkic is a better big man on ball defender. I'll be honest. When I look at this Pacers roster, I see a lot of offensive talent and turnstiles on defense. Uh yeah yeah I mean yeah well we, so, I mean we don't we don't really know about about Brogdon true. but he's okay defensively um Halliburton I mean he's young and he's not quite the defender that we want to be yet but I mean, hopefully he builds to that you know I think we can agree that what they're missing is a Nurkic or a Gobert a defensive a defensive big that they could put in the middle now yes we also both know that you can often find those guys. Late in the first round and in the second round, you can find those guys in the G League. You know, you could, you don't always have to pay top dollar for those guys, but when but the top do, dollar guys difference is huge. And they're so good, man. Even if you can take the junior version and go get Clint Capella from Atlanta or you know some player like that, that's important. That's helpful. But um, that yeah, I see what you're saying there too. Uh, the Gobert move is you're making you're making a big step, and you're you're hoping that Gobert uh, really solidifies your defense and anchors your offense as far as like offensive boards and and pick and roll and stuff like that, right? 
Uh, Nurkic is is more like your tough guy that's less of a rim defender. Didn't quite have the length and the, and the hops, you know, blocking shots and stuff. But he's a bully. And he's going to bully his way to boards and bully his way off in the rebounding. He's, and he's one of the best in the league about that. The Pacers have, have the roster to be thinking about the playoffs. And if you're thinking about the playoffs, that's what you need. You need somebody that can stop Bam Adebayo. You need somebody that can, you know, slow down Joel Embiid. You know, you need a, you need a badass. You need somebody that can go against Giannis. You need somebody – like, this is the Eastern Conference, and it's crazy that the Eastern Conference is tough these days, but it is. You know, and man, how, how fast did it change, right? Yeah, that's how it is. It's a, it's a pendulum. It's like politics. You know what I mean? It goes that way, and then it goes this way, and it goes that way, and it goes this way. God, it was crazy. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the, the Pacers have a really solid roster, man. Like, just making the one deal for either Gobert or Nurkic. Um, I think the Nurkic deal helps, helps the Blazers as well. Uh, and you might be able to get a little deal out of that, too, just because if you, if you want to throw in your sixth pick with the Blazers – then they can package their seven pick. Their, so you can, they they can package a six and seven pick together to go get something to it. Uh, like True. A, like the also, number one. Yeah, then that could be crazy. Or they can send the six and the seven down to New Orleans and get Zion or something crazy. I mean, who knows? See, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, weirdly, next week we're fixing the Blazers. Yeah, so we'll, um, we'll, we'll, to be continued. We'll, we'll finish this conversation then. Yeah, yeah. So we'll think, we'll go back to the same thing next week. Yeah, dig it. Um, well, awesome. This is good, man. This is very good. Um, all right. Well, listen. This was. I think we fixed them. I don't. Is there anything else we need to do here? I think that's it, man. I think. They, I mean, the roster looks good. Do they give them? Do they do try to get Ricky Rubio to sign like a vet minimum? I mean, he's never getting seventeen million again. But do they try to get him yeah, to sign right. to sign like a five six million, like a little bit over the vet minimum? You know what I mean? To stick around. I mean, if you're voice? gonna do that, then you gotta get rid of like um, FTG McConnell. Yeah, that's true. They're, I mean, they're the same, same guy. Same, same minutes. Yeah, and somebody's gonna want Ricky Rubio enough to give him twelve million. So you, you know, would you? Say I hope he goes back to Minnesota. Wow. Speaking of Minnesota, wow. With with the Tim Conley signing, the the Nuggets GM crazy, dude, dude signing, crazy man. man. I, we that talked about Minnesota Nuggets. quite a bit this year. That's also a job we didn't even get a call about, man. We didn't even get a sniff. I've been talking about Minnesota for for months. What are we even How, doing here, bro? Roster. How do we not even get the call for the interview, for the Zoom call? You know. I didn't get. I didn't get a. I didn't get a, a letter saying I was declined. Right. Just not even acknowledged. Just my not talents. even acknowledged, man. Our agent didn't even get us in the room. We got. Well, you know what? We, that fucker's fired. That's fine. We're firing our yeah, agent. We need a new we, agent for sure. We need a new agent. If there's any agents out there that represent NBA execs, we are your best client you've ever had because we're a package deal. Right, we will each take half of the big ass salary all these guys are getting, and we come and we fix your fucking team. So come, come, come it's a whirlwind. Can we come fix meetings. right now? Right, and we'll t- will you you get us in the door? We'll knock the meeting out of the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, have you ever seen us not knocking the knocking meeting out of the park? Everything I've been with you, we have crushed. We are so charming. <laughs> That's true. A couple drinks, a little bit. We, we're good at smoothing people too. We can, yeah, we can, true. we can razzle dazzle our way into those jobs. Homie, I can fucking kiss the hands and shake the babies all day. Shit, yeah, man, I can do the opposite. 
All right, man. Well, listen, we can't, we're not allowed to just say bye. We have to, like, do the Well, podcast. you know what, man? What we want you to do is uh, rate and review a podcast. It's on Spotify. It's on uh, Apple Music. It's on all that stuff. All, all, the, all the places you get your podcasts, we're there. And, uh, you know, make sure you tell your friends if you have any. If you have any. And next week, we'll continue this whole thing. We'll, we're we're going to kind of do a, a – I guess we're doing a, com- a combination here, Pacers and – uh, Blazers. Yeah, and we'll be well. It'll be Blazers and whoever's next. We'll do two teams, and we'll also preview the finals. It'll be the Warriors against either the Celtics or the Heat. We'll know who it is, um, and it'll be before Game One because Game One's at like the end of the week. It's like Thursday. So that's we'll right. Have, yeah, we'll uh, June, have, uh, uh, June second is Game One. So. Yeah. So we'll get it in a couple of days before that, and we'll have a chance to talk about that series line and the Game One line. And um, and just kind of what we expect out of the matchup between the two teams too. And we'll see how Game Seven goes for the Heat yeah. for the Heat and Celtics. Since there's if no there reason Miami should win tonight, they probably if, will. If there is a Game Seven, yeah, no, they probably will. I hope they do. All right, good stuff, bud. This was fun. Talk to you. Oh yeah, see you next week.